Welcome to the Biz for Good Show, where we highlight misfits, outcasts, and renegades for the being good and doing good movement. We spotlight people that are changing the world by having integrity and honesty and creating an environment of connection, thus showing the true secret to success and creating a life of greater impact. So come on board and create your own Biz for Good life. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Biz for Good Show! The Biz for Good Show, I am your host, Bobby Glenn James, along with the most fantabulous human being on the planet, Ryan Pilkington! Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Pilkington in the house! And he's, he's, uh, you're, you're copying me. <laughs> Imitation. <laughs> Ryan, tell us about the show today. What is going on? It's all about keeping fit people. Be, no. <laughs> keeping fit people? Are we ready to be fit? It's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I thought we were going to get noisy. Oh, yeah, noisy. Kick some business butt. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Thanks for joining us for the episode. another episode of the Biz for Good show. And we're coming uh, from our studio live to Facebook from our little humble abode in Salt Lake City. To Facebook and all of those other podcasting outlets out there in podcast land. Today we have another amazing guest, and the title of the show is Being Noisy and Bossy in Business with Fitz Kohler. Noisy and Bossy in Business. Ooh, Ooh. we're going to have some fun on the show. We've already been talking to her, and it's going to be a great show. She's got a lot of energy, and we're going to have some fun. That's right. That is right. Awesome. Uh, the bio here for everyone, uh, Fitz Kohler is one of the most prominent and compelling fitness experts and race announcers in America. She's passionate about guiding others to live a better and longer life through her company called, help me out, uh, uh, with this Fitzness. Is that right? She's shaking she's, her head. She's nodding. She's good. Okay. Fitness. Fitness. What, what, it makes sense. From that. Fitness. I love yeah. it. It rolls right off the uh, tongue. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, she's appeared Fitness. on. Fitness. <laughs> uh, she's appeared on national media outlets and worked with corporations such as Disney, Tropicana, Oakley, and Office Depot. Uh, she has also inspired millions of kids to get active through her successful school running walking program. The Morning Mile, Fitz enjoys water sports, strength training, animals, huge, and sarcasm, which I like, <laughs> and travel. She's uh, coming live from us from Florida, Gainesville, and she uh, with her husband and two kids. Um, she has a book. She's an author of My Noisy Cancer Comeback, Running at the Mouth While Running for My Life. Wow. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Fritz. Fitz. 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 That's right. Hi, guys. <laughs> you guys are too boring for me. I'm going for it. <laughs> too boring. Wow. We We're have out. not heard that too often. That's <laughs> <Never>. too <boring>. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the opposite. Awesome. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, and, you know, I jumped the gun. I introduced her. I'm in, and I forgot to announce, hey, everybody, get out there. Go to thebizforgoodshow.com. That's B-I-Z, the number four, goodshow.com, and download your Biz for Good Show checklist. It is a free checklist that just gets you going, you know, 
gives you challenges every day to get out there and do something good for some other human being or people or whatever so you can kind of really be in the focus and understand how successful you can come just by giving to others and 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 doing something good for other people so we really believe it's the greatest business model in the world go to bizforgoodshow.com download the checklist (laughs) go yeah all right, let's get crazy. Crazy on the show. Cool, crazy that is. That's cool, crazy. You guys are silly. <laughs> we are a little silly. Like I said, we don't take ourselves too serious, but we do take Biz for Good super seriously. So thank you so much for being on the show. Should we just jump into the the interview, Ryan, or do you have any surprises for us? No, I want to get into this. <laughs> you just want to get the meat and potatoes. We're just, just going to jump right in. So uh, we always like to ask the first question so we can kind of get to know you and your space and headspace in the biz for good mindset. What does that mean to you and why? Well, you know, you uh, hit on a couple of words in your show intro that really resonated with me, which is honesty, integrity and impact. And, you know, those are three of the strongest, most important things that uh, that mean the most to me when I do business, you know, my in- my business goal is to help folks live better and longer by making fitness understandable, attainable, and fun. And so uh, I think my education is a really important part of that. You know, I went and got the master's degree in exercise and sports sciences because I truly care about the human body. And I understand that if I were ignorant, then I could definitely do harm to their joints, their heart, their lungs, their spinal column, and all of those important parts that people would like to keep. But with honesty and integrity, you know, I also work as a consumer advocate. So I'm a vocal opponent and an aggressive opponent of the people selling diets, pills, powders, supplements, shakes, those ridiculous wraps and snake oil. And the fitness (laughs) industry is uh, contaminated with hacks who are just lying to consumers to take their money. And it's completely unacceptable to do that to a person who's just simply trying to live better, live longer, get to their goal weight, feel a little better in the skin they're in. So honesty and integrity means everything to me. And because I've never sold out once on the consumer and I've had millions of dollars offered to me um, to sell nonsense, I've never taken it. So people believe me, they trust me and I've earned that and it matters. I love it. That's that's exactly what we're talking about when we talk about Biz for Good. It's about the integrity of what you do. And when people see that, in the long run, you will become much more successful. We say all the time, you can make a lot of money by, by doing bad things. Yep. But you can't make a movement or something great doing that. You can't create something lasting by, by being that way. A legacy. So, a legacy. A yes. Legacy. Yes. So, so thank you for that. Is there an instance in your life where that really resonated? I, I kind of am curious, is, is there a time that you can think of, this is what happened to me and, 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 and like one, specifically one of those stories where you were given, you know, Hey, you know, we'll give you lots if you just come on, this will be really cool for people. Is there any kind of story you can give us about that? Yeah, you know, I started teaching fitness at 14, so I was young going into it, and instantly people started saying, hey, why don't you come on board to this company and sell this stuff? And I just knew it was unethical, and I knew it was ineffective, and uh, I just decided, no, I wasn't going to go that route. No, obviously I was young, and I was either a high school student or a college student, and money would have been great, but I just genuinely care about people, and I was raised... 
to be truthful. And I just, I couldn't do it. And then when I incorporated, I believe I was about 20 years old when I incorporated my business as Fitness International. Wow. And there's no better way to hold yourself accountable because if my company screws someone over, it's my name on the door. You know, I don't even have a door, but you know, it's fitness. It's me. There's only one person to blame. And so if I sold someone, even a $2, you know, thing with a promise of, you know, magical weight loss, et cetera, et cetera. And it didn't come true. Then I would be the one held accountable and it's just not acceptable to me. So, you know, my mother did a good job raising me. Right. And, and again, that girl that I see in the mirror, she is the harshest critic of all. And I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I sold people down the river for a buck. No way. So since you said it, I'm going to ask, is there a magic thingy for weight loss? Well, mm. if there was a magic thing for weight loss, Oprah Winfrey would have it. Oprah Winfrey <laughs> would be strutting around in a San Tropez in her thong bikini. That thing does not exist. The magic weight loss pill is watching what you put in your mouth mm. and moving your body, getting some sleep, removing the cranky people. There's a uh, article on the cover of my website. I keep it there every day of the year. It's called uh, The Exact Formula for Weight Loss, where I teach you how to eat the right amount of the right food for the size you want to be. But that's it. It's a little bit of science, a little bit of math, a whole heck of a lot of discipline. And yeah, there is no magic pill. There's no magic pill. Oh, she said the key. No it's magic. the no. the dis the discipline thing that we Just, all yeah. I think have that's where we have the most problem, right? Hey, anything <laughs> worth having requires a little bit of it, right? Yes. Whether it's financial success or success in physical fitness, you gotta put some effort in. I, I think and that's why, you know, hiring a, a fitness expert or somebody to keep you accountable is is a big deal. And and it is and, something you should think about. And knowing the difference too. Not everyone with a good body who goes to the gym is a fitness expert. You know, not even the people who went and got some sort of certification at a weekend program is a fitness expert. You actually you know, expert requires, I think it's 10,000 hours of practice, uh, master's level degree or higher. And usually the folks that are come out of exercise physiology do not lie. They do not lie. They stick with the science and they don't sell the crap. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think you, you can you can know a lot, too, but teaching it to others is also kind of a knack that's not that's not everybody not everybody can get people motivated to, to do stuff, even if they know things. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's where the noisy and the bossy part comes in. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads us to that question. Let's yeah, yeah. go ahead and go there, right? Yeah, the title, the title of the show is, uh, yeah, being, being boss, noisy, being noisy and, and boss. bossy in business. So what's going yeah. on with that? I, I, we get that that's kind of your, 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 your thing and how you feel about stuff. Tell us about it. What, what's the deal? Yeah, so I'm known for making happy noise. I mean, basically 100% of my income comes off of a microphone. So I'm often either on television or radio or on a stage somewhere telling people what to do. And I make a lot of happy noise. That's, that's the secret, too, is I'm, I'm not mean. I'm, I really love people. I love taking care of them. I love encouraging and motivating them to do better and be better. And then I love being the person to congratulate them on their success. So there's always some sort of happy sound coming out of my face and I make a whole heck of a lot of it. And then when it comes to fitness, you know, the bossy part matters. I, I am specific not to impose my information or my ideas on people who aren't asking for it. So if you're just sitting next to me and you're overweight, and you're eating some cookies, good for you. It's none of my business. But if you come to me and you say, Fitz, I would like to get in better shape, live longer, yada, yada, what do I do? 
then the bossy comes out and you know i i'm really good at compelling people to do better and be better i get people off the couch i get them to move i get them to change their eating habits and i don't mind not only telling what to do i don't mind chasing them down and poking them in the chest and telling them <laughs> you have to do better and then i sometimes i give them a big kick in the can and it almost always works it almost <laughs> always, always works, works. Mm-hmm. i i love it so how can how can uh, our listeners you know we got business folks that are that are interested in, in business and doing business and small business and medium all that kind of stuff when it comes to, to uh, and I think I love, you know, when you think of noisy and bossy, you kind of think of maybe somebody yelling at you and, and, and maybe being rude. But you said, so how does, how does noisy and bossy, so in my business, how do I be noisy and bossy? Well, I think you're your own best advertiser, right? I mean, they always say yeah. nobody's going to tout your business like yourself. So there's a good opportunity. And there's, there's also a way to be obnoxious about it, but yeah, you should share why your services and products are fantastic. And that's the American way, right? We have the opportunity to create a livelihood for ourselves because we've invented something fantastic that somebody needs or wants, or we create a service that somebody needs or wants. And you know, if you don't tell people, if you're just sitting in your garage making stuff and nobody knows about it, well, that's not a business at all. And so. Being a good communicator goes a very long way. Yeah, and, and we, me, me and Ryan do a lot of entrepreneur stuff. We've been in a lot of entrepreneur groups and with a lot of people. And, and if you're not excited about what you're doing and have a lot of passion around it, I mean, it's weird when you go to to a, an event or something. Yeah, I own this little business mm, thing. And my car. If, you, if you're curious, you know, you can go look us up online or, you know, like, wow, why would I do that? Or it's so high level that I don't have a clue what they do right. because they're talking in this world of their world. And there's there's this fine line of passion and love for what you're doing that that's it, it's it's what do you call it it's viral viral yeah. virus no viral yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I know that it makes a difference to be wildly passionate about what you do who you are you know it's interesting i am really good i have a before school uh, walking running program called the morning mile and i'm so excited about it because i know it's changing lives not only as these kids are participating but it will change their lives for the better as they move on plus their families plus the school faculty so i can brag about the morning mile all day and people will receive that now i also am a corporate speaker and uh i do a hell of a great job i mean i rarely leave a stage without a standing ovation and i'm i'm funny and i'm compelling and i teach people in a uh, easy to understand way however it also feels really weird for me to cold call someone and say hey guess what i'm really funny and interesting and i'm gonna you know it's it's uh, what do you feel comfortable promoting and and quite often that's why people have agents because selling yourself is super awkward but if you have a product or a service you know i think a genuine excitement about what you do and passion goes a long way and people feel that you know it it, it gushes out of you all the good stuff gushes out and then people maybe want to take part and uh, receive that because you're so excited about it she said she said uh happy noisy which i really love i love that yeah get excited and not just like it's not not noisy it's it's happy it's intentful it's exciting fun engaging ah we can already tell that about you She's engaging, and I, I'd love to see. We need to see on stage. I, I, unfortunately, stages are weird right now, but 
this uh, kitchen chair right here is my yes, stage your lately, stage, but yeah. whatever, so yeah. I'll take whatever I, I got. Yeah, <laughs> I, I speak a lot too, and it, it's it's really crazy now. You know, it's just weird doing it to a camera. It's just not yeah. the same. The energy of I the miss, room is so much fun. I miss a live audience, and it's interesting to me how many people fear public speaking over death. And, you know, I have the greatest fear of not public speaking. I just love my audiences. I love my athletes. I, I, it's just so fun for me. It really is the best career I could have ever created. Awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, going along with that, I would re- really like to know, like, one of the, you probably have hundreds of these stories, but can you think or narrow down to a couple that were just, when you went to an event and life-changing, was there anything particular that comes to your mind uh, a person uh, 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 time that was like just the cherry on the top moment or I, you know it's interesting with race announcing that's a very special um thing to me because every race offers those moments so you know maybe i have ten thousand people my races i think the smallest is about 2500 the largest is about thirty thousand. wow um and then we have the elites up front the speedsters and while i r- truly respect and admire the speedsters my heart is in the back of the pack. You know, the people that you look at and you question why they even showed up. You think, how did that guy get here? How is that woman here? What's her story? And then when they come through the finish line, you know, all of my finish lines, there's always a life-changing moment. And it usually comes from the back of the pack. The, the, the speedsters, they, they blow through. They barely put their hand up. Sometimes they don't even crack a smile. They grab their trophy, go home. And they're not all like that, but many of them are. But in the back of the pack, you know, we have uh, bald people with cancer. I have had men with zero legs run full marathons. There's always someone who's 400 pounds or, you know, has every joint wrapped up in some sort of bandage or brace. It's just uh, a very, very privileged position to be able to be there at that finish line and watch all of these um, spectacular accomplishments occur. I, I couldn't point out just one, sure. but I can tell you that if you've never been to a finish line, you know, even as a spectator, show up and you will have your heart ripped out and then it will be put back together with super glue and you'll be a better person for it. It's just, it's the greatest gift. Wow. So that leads me to your, your book. I mean, can we hear a little bit of your story? I mean, the title... You know, it, 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 we don't know anything really about the, the book or what, but, it, but it, it seems like fitness person, mm-hmm. cancer. Showing it off. Too. You know, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Noisy cancer comeback. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Just, you know, you're, you, I, I got to know. Yeah, <laughs> and then I got to go so, get the book. <laughs> so it's a memoir. Uh, and I had a clean mammogram late December 2018, less than seven weeks later in a hotel bathroom at a race weekend. I rubbed my underboob after getting out of the shower and I found a lump and uh, I knew right away what it was. I addressed it right away, but what ensued was a 15 month nightmare <laughs> that um, was wrapped in a bunch of kind of funny moments, unexpected. And I've, I've had family members go through cancer, die, actually all the ones I've had have had cancer have died of it, but I've witnessed people dying of cancer and I've really had no understanding of what really went on and so i had 15 months of chemo pretty brutal stuff and then i had uh, 33 rounds of radiation a couple surgeries blended in and so my noisy cancer comeback is my tale and so i give it with a good kick in the can so if you know someone who 
is newly diagnosed, is a caregiver, anyone within the cancer community, I think it's a great uh, resource and handbook for. And I, I've been told from new patients that it's the greatest thing they've been given since their diagnosis because it's really helpful. But one of the main reasons I wrote the book is because once I started um, getting treated and things started hitting the fan, I kept thinking, how come nobody tells you this? So I was warned that I would possibly be sick and I was very sick. I would be tired and I was, and I would be bald and I was definitely bald. However, all this weird, crazy, bizarre stuff kept happening, these side effects that nobody mentions, nobody talks about. And all I kept thinking is, how come nobody warned me? How come nobody warns anybody that this stuff goes on? And then as you know, the tidal wave of side effects just coming and coming, I, I'm a very sarcastic person and I just started thinking, oh my God, this is hilarious. People would get a kick out of this. They would have a good <laughs> laugh at my expense if they knew the insanity that was going on. And so I decided to, uh, even though I had to tell everybody I was going through breast cancer treatment because I was gonna show up on all these stages bald. I never once missed a day at work, but I didn't tell anybody what was actually going on in the process. You know, they'd say, how are you? I'd say I was fine. Um, you know, my career makes me a beacon of health and happiness and I'm a service provider and I didn't want to be anything else than a beacon of health and happiness. And I certainly didn't want to be the target of pity. But now that it's over, you know, people can't pity me in reverse. So I felt comfortable <laughs> to share all the gory, all the gory details are in here. And uh, the feedback from people say that it's, um, you know, I cried a few times, but I laughed a whole heck of a lot more. And the fact that I could shine a, a funny spotlight on a very dark subject and make people feel, you know, a little bit better about cancer and the experience. And then also, you know, the running community loves it because I, I do lots of behind the scenes look at what it's like to be a race announcer. So and the book's doing well. <laughs> awesome. Integrity. I love it. I love the integrity. Well, cool. Thank you. I, you know, it's close to home. I, I have two relatives right now that ha that both have stage four colon cancer, and it's it's uh, <clears throat> it's an interesting world we live in. Uh, and we, I, I always say, you know, we have two choices in this life. We can look at this life as that it sucks really bad, uh -huh. or that it it's really great. And those are our two choices, truthfully. Yeah. And, and sometimes when we have death in front of us it's a lot better to look at the good stuff yeah you know what i mean we're all gonna die right and uh, <laughs> i i certainly didn't like it when i found that lump and then i was uh, confirmed with the diagnosis i thought oh man i'm definitely dying and that and that was hard to get through until the point where the doctors convinced me that i, I really wasn't likely to die that i all i had to do was endure the cure no matter how hard it was and i would come out on the other side but um you know happiness is a choice and I, I was shred to, shredded to bits and I did a lot of suffering and I did a lot of crying alone in my car and crying alone in my bathroom. But I also made a lot of great choices and I chose you know, never to have a pity party. I never asked why me, I kept perspective. Someone always has it worse. You know, I, I know that um, continuing to pursue my passions, which was my career and my kids, Man, that lifted me up a million times. And because of my career specifically, I had more fun and adventure in my life than most healthy people do during brutal cancer treatment just because I chose it. You know, I could have called in sick and 
for a year and a half and nobody would have blamed me. Instead, I said, hell no, I am not going down this way and I'm not even sitting on the bench. I'm gonna figure it out and I did. And then also I just, like you said, I chose to be positive even on the unbearable days. I'd be sitting, sleeping on the bathroom floor in hotel rooms night after night and then I would find something good to smile about. So, you know, we, we have a lot of control in our life. We just have to take it. That's awesome. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, you, you, we, there's not too often that we're speechless on the show. <laughs> yeah, I, got, I, got enough. I told you I'm noisy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, I, I would like to ask: is there is there a gold nugget or something that you could leave with the listeners that that you could that you could give them a gift? Uh, so there's two. Uh, I'm going to start with the health and fitness avenue because I think it's very important is that your health actually matters. Uh, you know, there's no reason that someone under 75 and doesn't have a genetic issue should be in a high risk category. So um, don't be there. Prepare your body to do battle today because you never know when injury or illness is going to hit. Your health matters. You don't have to run a marathon tomorrow. You don't have to do a bodybuilding competition, but you should start doing better and be better, constantly pushing towards a healthy status without diabetes or heart disease or hypertension, et cetera. Watch what you put in your mouth. Utilize my free resources. If you come to fitness.com, there's an article called Exact Formula for Weight Loss. It'll help you eat the right amount of the right food with the size you want to be with no scams, no lies, no nothing. It's for free. Um, but yeah, your health matters. So start taking it seriously. And if you're healthy going into any sort of health crisis, you will be far more likely to rebound, recover, rehabilitate far more quickly if you're strong and fit going in. And then um, the second thing is, you know, even when life hits the fan, it's important for us to take control when we have it. You know, uh, perfect's boring, so I never aim for that. And that's good because I've never accomplished perfect in any category of anything ever. Um, but, you know, being a little type A, controlling whatever factors are handed to you um, is very is a very powerful feeling whether it's health or finances or family you know be be a person willing to pull the trigger call the shots put your foot down and you'll be better for it we talk about accountability a lot uh, i'm a big proponent of accountability if you truthfully nobody can make you do anything the only no. person that can make you do something is yourself and until you take that accountability, it doesn't matter who tries to help you or do anything for you, it's not gonna happen. So you know what, it's that victim versus victor mentality. You know, no one's ever going to, uh, I I'm never gonna say, well, I didn't get the job because I'm a woman, or I didn't get enough money because I'm a woman, or blah, 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 because I'm gonna screw that. I'm an awesome professional. I'm highly educated, highly accomplished. I go after what I want. If I don't get it, maybe it's because I'm not the best person for the job, and then, I figure out how to become the best person for the job and I get it. So whatever your little status is that you think makes you special and weak and you're failing because of that baloney, you're failing because of your your personal uh, actions. And then when, when you take complete ownership of your own failures, you know, if you look in the mirror and say, yeah, you didn't live up to the bar or you whatever, then, only then, can you take complete ownership of your successes. Man, that is an awesome Power. feeling when you say, I did that, I scored this, I sold that, I built this, whatever it is. Nobody can, you can blame nobody for your failures but yourself. 
Yeah, you can be right. You can be right all day long, but until you let go of the stuff that puts you down and limits you, yeah. this, you can go as far as you want to. Yeah. Put the pedal. Know. Put the pedal. Put the pedal to the metal. Whoa! Run, I, I'm run. so stoked. She she gets you excited. I'm man. ready. I'm ready to go run a marathon right Let's now, do it. man. Let's do another. So I've done a few um, of the 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 relays where we run like 190 miles. We've done the wow. the Ragnar. Ragnar. Yeah, yeah, we've done. I've done the Ragnar. We were the holy man boobs was our group. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did the Red Rock relay, which was 192 miles. That's amazing. Uh, and. and, and I, I miss that. I got to get back into that because you've got me all excited about. Oh man, I, I I'm ready to go climb the mountain, Ryan. You ready to go climb the mountain? The Draper Mountain. Yeah. Yes. Let's South do. Mountain. Oh, South Mountain. Awesome. Let's go. Uh, thank you so much, Fitz, for 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 being on the show and 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 your amazing energy and uh, your. Uh, positive i mean you can feel it from you thank you so much for for doing that and being on the, the show thank you my pleasure thank you so much for having me absolutely yeah. is there is there any how do people get a hold of of you if they if they need to get a hold how, how, how do people find you that's a great question so my home base is fitness.com that's f-i-t-z-n-e-s-s and not only are there a ton of free resources to help you do better and be better but you can buy my book there my noisy cancer comeback and anyone who buys my book at fitness.com hardcover or paperback i sign every copy and there's a gift with purchase which is this fun little sticker that says i can do hard things and it's a good reminder because sometimes life is difficult and you need to poke yourself in the chest and remind yourself so that's what that sticker's for um books also available on audible amazon all over the place as an ebook and an audiobook and then i'm at fitness on social media instagram facebook and youtube and i want you to follow me but more importantly once you follow i want you to say hi i heard you on the biz for good show because um i actually like to make connections so so let's awesome. chat friends. awesome oh this has been a great show thank you so much Fitz. i know i keep saying thank you but when we have thank amazing you. guests i'm excited and i and it's just it's good your energy just gotten all over us and we're, we're a little bit higher or at least i am i know yeah, ryan tries are. to try ryan tries to keep us you know toned down a little bit yeah. you you've got me going and i literally i want to go like let's go walk around the campus right now okay it. it's it's <laughs> It's uh, it's beautiful out there. Yeah, so. it is. Finally nice here in Utah. Cool. You want to take us out, Ryan? Yeah, thanks, Fitz, for being on the show. We we wish you much success in all you're doing. And uh, we always end the show with the hashtag be good, do good. We say it three times and we get loud, or as we say, crazy on the third time. And you can join us. You can join us or you can just look at us or like we're just, crazy. Okay. You can, I feel like she is probably going to join us. I think so. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hashtag be, be good, good, do good. good. Hashtag be, be good, good, do good. good. Hashtag, Hashtag be good, do good. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Fitz. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Biz for Good Show podcast. We want to thank all our fans and guests on the show. Be sure to check us out on all our social media platforms. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For your hosts, Bobby Glenn James and Ryan Pilkington, this is Tim Jackson saying get out and do some good. Now go. Go.